Hello and welcome to another edition of The Tigers Down Under. I'm your host, Alex, and with me I have Dan. Hey, mate. So it's uh, a bit of a disappointing week and we're going to get into a bit of a uh, pretty fiery discussion about the Sunderland game in a second. Um, but yeah, I'll start with I'll start with your opinion on the game, um, just as an overall perspective of where we're at at the moment as a club, uh, what that result really means for our season and, uh, and what we can do to turn things around. Um, yeah, unfortunately I haven't, I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but one of the lucky ones (laughs) from the sounds of it. Yes. Um, yeah, no, uh, just, but based purely on the result, uh, it's just poor. It's just, it's really not good enough. Um, from the quality, the players that we have in the squad, there's absolutely no reason that we should be losing to the teams that we are losing to at the moment. Um, and like, I don't know what it is about Sunderland, but we can never seem to bloody beat them. But like, well, since that first Premier League season under Bruce, when we seem to, we, I think we beat them three times in the same season. But since then, whenever it's mattered, uh, yeah, we've collapsed. Um, yeah, and that was the, that was on the weekend was a huge opportunity to start. I mean, it's been the same opportunity for probably three weeks in a row now to start building that buffer and building that gap between us and the bottom three. But now we're there. Now we're there. Um, yeah, one point off bottom. And it's a great place just, to be. Oh, it's 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 really disappointing and it's really frustrating to, like we spoke about the change last week, the week before about Adkins and how it's just flipped too far we've gone from super offensive under um slutsky and now we've gone way too defensive under adkins and like you sort of you know i at this stage you're going i would have much rather stuck with slutsky at least you know we was we were we were scoring goals and at least you could see a way out of a, a game if even if you went behind but at the moment like it just doesn't look like we we're offering anything up front anymore. We've sacrificed so much up the top end of the pitch just to, um, in in an effort to solidify our backline, but it still isn't enough anyway. So, like, you, you may as well just go back to throwing the kitchen sink at them. I just, what is the plan? What 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 are we trying to get out of this season? The owners want to piss money against a wall, which they've done by sacking Slutsky and bringing Adkins in, then go the full measure and actually bring in some players to try and turn the season around. If they want to penny pinch, save their money, pocket all of the promotion money, uh, of the parachute money that they seem to be doing and a lot of people think they're doing, why just leave Slutsky in the job and he'd be doing at least as well as Adkins, I, I think. I can't... I know we were regressing towards the end under Slutsky, but we were still scoring goals. We were still looking like potentially winning matches, even if we threw away a lot of our leads. But we would be in no worse a position, I can't imagine, under Slutsky than we are under Adkins. I can't see us have been... You know, he wouldn't have cut us adrift at the bottom of the table. As I said to Logan last week, as I've said before, scoring goals at least gives you a chance of winning games. The fact that we're not even scoring goals anymore just means that either we're going to go out there and get a nil-nil draw like we did against Reading, or we're going to cop a really slack goal like we did against Sunderland and lose the match. And it's just, I'm fed up of the way that the team's performing, and I'm fed up of Adkins' mentality 
of going out there and saying we had a great warm up. That's all, you know. That's that's where the uh, positives ended, and we we stuffed up in the game. But he's, I mean, before he was appointed manager, and there was the links being made uh, in the final weeks of Slutsky's reign, a lot of city supporters were going on about how he's overly positive and to a to a to a, uh, an infuriating level because when performances aren't going well, the last thing you want to hear is a manager saying, "Oh well, you know, I thought the lads looked great today." Thanks for the groundsman cutting the grass just right. You know, thanks for the fans really getting behind us when everyone's dead in the stands. He's he's looking for... I, I can appreciate what he's trying to do, but I think there are t- there's a time and a place for it, and it's not when you've just lost 1-0 to Sunderland in a pretty poor performance as we put on on the weekend. And it was an uninspiring selection before it was confirmed, in my opinion, and there's been nothing... I've seen nothing to change my mind on Adkins as a manager uh, he had a great spell with Southampton, absolutely can't be denied. He had a great spell with Scunthorpe before that, can't be denied. But since then, at Reading, at Sheffield United, he's been terrible and it's been no different with us. And he just comes across as another lackey who's just walked into the club thinking, you know, things will be great, it's a big club, I can get my brand back on track, get them maybe just to mid-table, that's sort of the aim. But he's got no support from the owners. And it, it, it's it's my point, as I started by saying, I don't know what the plan is. If they just want to get relegated, to pocket the money, to let the club just run down the hill, why sack Slutsky? It just doesn't make sense. It's a, it's a token effort to make a change, to stay up, to cost them money. If they're going to spend some money to try and keep us up, bring in some bloody players. Sorry for that, man. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's <laughs> fine. I think that's, you know, we're all we're all thinking it. I think like you're, you're absolutely right. Like that, what that what um, the Allens are doing, like it, it just it doesn't make any sense. Or like none of their moves, like line up to met to 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 show some broader vision. They're so all them everything they do is so disjointed with everything else that they do and like you know they've been trying to sell the club for all these years and then but they can never get it get it get it to work and then you know we we're relegated and we never seem to spend it doesn't matter what season whether we're promoted or relegated we need to reinforce for whichever campaign it is we're always waiting until the last couple of days to to try and to panic and bring in these players and like and the, the, with the thing last time, season in the Premier League, like bringing in guys like James Weir and and yeah, like yeah. that's that the, that was <laughs> the craziest thing do, this time what, as well. What, is we, that, what are they doing? Well, deadline day, we've got the bloody we've got the bloody Hall of Fame dinner on. So either the either the owners aren't going to be at the Hall of Fame dinner, which I suspect is probably going to be in the best interests of most people, uh, not to have have them there at the uh, 1904 Hall of Fame dinner. What, what what were they thinking? Or, planning or the... we're not doing any deals on. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I saw one joke, which was basically that they're going to go out and get all of the uh, Hall of Fame inductees to, to sign a contract to, to run out the next Sunday or Saturday. So, well. <laughs> I mean, look, so, to be honest, so at this to stage... They might, not do the, they might not do a bad job. No, I don't know if you saw during the week, uh, Ian Ashby was asked on Twitter if he would ever consider having a role at the club in a coaching capacity and he said that he absolutely loved the club, uh, but that it just wouldn't happen in the current climate. And uh, obviously there's bad blood with Ehab uh, for one reason or another. Um, but he's just the sort of guy that you would absolutely love to have back as an assistant manager or even as manager one day. Um, 
it's just he's one of those guys that absolutely loves the club. Same as Nick Barmby, really. They're both those sorts of characters where they've grown up basically playing football at the club. Ashby, the only player, I think, in the history of English football to captain a club through all four divisions. Um, and it's just disappointing that those sorts of players, that those uh, historical figures in the club have been pushed to the side and shunned by, by the owners at this stage. Yeah, that is that's always a um, it's always a bad sign when you've got not only this huge disconnect that is evident between the club's hierarchy and the fans, but also between the club and players, present, for and, and former. Like it's well, yes, it's like it's, you know Myler and, and some, Hernandez. Some, something's it's uh, yeah, some, something's got to give, and I certainly know which. What I I know what I hope it is that gives, but um, they for they yeah they are so stubborn and so frustrating to have as owners and they when they came in they promised so much and for for a time they looked like they might actually deliver but it's been going downhill for longer than it was going uphill I think yeah it is at this stage um, and. and- just uh, moving, well, final thoughts on the game. Were there any, um, I, I understand if you haven't watched the highlights, is there any sort of positives that you could take out of a performance like that? Any sort of uh, silver lining, I suppose? Um, I mean, from my point of view, I can only think that it's the real shock to the system that if we thought we could sort of just float above the relegation zone, this game absolutely confirmed that we can't. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I. I can't take any positives against a game that you lose one nil against the bottom team in the division. It's just, it's just not good enough when like, and you've got like, just yeah, just it just blows my mind with I, I with the players. I don't know what what the lineup was like. Or anything, I didn't actually get. Unfortunately, didn't get a chance to look at the game on the weekend like at all. But just based purely on the result, like yeah, just I don't, I can't take any positives from that. Like it, the only positive I could see is this: like, if you know we turn around next week and we go, you know, the the players go, we just lost to the bottom team, we just lost to the worst team in this division, and we need to be, you know, not doing that. And they actually start, you know, they take that at that rocket and they, you know. And they start turning things around, but it, well, we've got it shouldn't, game, we've got it shouldn't be at this point succession. where we've got two games in quick succession where we can uh, prove that point, and we'll talk about them in a second. But just before we do, I thought it would be good to talk about our action, or, or I should say, inaction in the transfer market. And there was news overnight that uh, uh, Nigel Adkins was in attendance at the um, Aberdeen match to watch McKenna play. Um, is it McKenna? Jeez, I've forgotten his name. Um, do we see do we see any signings on the horizon? <laughs> oh, I'd love to say yes, <laughs> but I just, I just we we just had this we just had this this discussion like it's so you, a normal in an, under normal circumstances at a normal club that you'd like a hundred percent you'd be they'd be making some sort of reinforcements in like in this position if they had the money and we must have the money from like the parachute payments plus the 
fifty million dollars or whatever we recouped in sales at the beginning of the season. So I it just doesn't I don't I don't think I honestly don't think they'll bring anyone in, but there's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't. And did you see uh, Hernandez's comments in response to... There was the article that went out a few days ago uh, from Italy. I think he gave an interview with an Italian radio station saying basically that that was it. He wasn't going to sign a new contract with City. And when his deal was up in the uh, in the summer, he was basically heading off back to Italy uh, where he developed as such a good footballer. And, and, and to be honest, I couldn't blame him for those comments because knowing the club and knowing the way that we've been handling transfer negotiations, it made complete sense to me. But clearly, a lot of people gave him a lot of uh, stick for those comments because he's come out with a statement and basically apologised for them, said that he'll fight as hard as he can for the club on a return from injury, and uh, and that he would love to stay at the club, but that the transfer offer, the, the the contract offer, just hasn't been good enough at this stage. And I can't I can't say I'm too surprised by those comments. Yeah, it's uh, I've been a, I was a fan I was a fan of his of uh, his acquisition and I'm a fan of him as a player still. I was I think if he had not been injured, we'd be in a very different position this season. Um, but yeah, I mean I I couldn't I if I was in his position I I couldn't I can't I can't blame him for it if he wanted to walk away from the mess that currently is Hull City. Um, but at the same time, if, if his second statement is the more accurate or the more truthful of, of his statements, then I'm very happy for that also. Like if, um, yeah, he said that he is working, working his way back to fitness and he hopes to be back on the pitch in a couple of weeks. Um, and he's ready to fight and try and earn himself another contract, I believe. So I hope it's forthcoming. There's, I mean, we've spoken about this in recent weeks as well with the amount of off contract players that we have. Um, he's one that if we can, you just have to, I'm, I'd even, t- I'd take the gamble with, you know, with him returning from a from that major injury, and he's just class. He is classy um, for particularly for this division. He hasn't really shown. I don't think he's shown what he's capable of um, in the Premier League completely. But um, at in the Championship, I mean, we've we saw we saw what he could do last time around. Matt Mills will put boot to ball. Huddleston. A little deflection, flag down, Aluko! It may only be his second goal of the season, but it will be the most important because the Tigers are level. Fortunate circumstances, the way it dropped to his feet, but he stayed calm and cool and he slots the ball into the back of the net. And is that now going to provide the Tigers with the motivation to go on and get a winner? And we've just heard there... Um... Our last goal, last time we played uh, Nottingham Forest in our previous season under Steve Bruce uh, back in the championship, scored by Sonia Luco. And we face the same opposition uh, this weekend in the FA Cup fourth round. So it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, It's always good to get into the next round of the FA Cup and uh, for once not facing Arsenal, ironically facing the team that defeated Arsenal, something that we have not been able to achieve in the FA Cup for some many years. Uh, Dan, what do you make of this game? Obviously, Forrest, a pretty decent opposition, new manager since the last time we played them with uh, Aitor Karanka. 
and, and obviously a very good performance in the last round of the cup. Yeah, um, well, we know Karanka's a, a good manager. He took middle, um, Borough up. Um, uh, like, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a. Uh, it'll be a tough game, but it's one that we. I think we really need to take it seriously because at the moment, like we, we need to be playing as many, as many games as we can to at least try and build some semblance of confidence within this playing group um I did, yeah it, it will be tough and as like it was a um outstanding performance by them to to knock off arsenal in the previous round um and it will be yeah it'll be a tough match but um yeah it's just the same thing i, I end up always saying if we if we get our best 11 on the p- pitch and they play like they're to their best then, then we can beat them but it's hard. It is difficult to, to see it at the moment. Uh, Adkins has apparently confirmed that uh, Marshall's going to start it in goal. Um, I think he started the last round of the cup as well. Didn't look too challenged against Blackburn's side. Uh, likely to come under a bit more of a challenge against Forrest on the weekend. Do you think it's um, the right call to see Marshall in goal? I, I personally wouldn't wouldn't have minded to see someone like Mannion in goal. If, if we're going to go the reserves route, we're going to play the kids or... Um, the sort of second string side, then I would have liked to see Mannion get a go just to see what the future potentially looks like. Um, or, or as you're saying, in terms of going all out, whether we should have stuck with someone like McGregor. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, Marshall's, uh, Marshall's another one. He, he has, he's a good keeper. He just, he just has not showed it for us for the most part of his, um, short Hull City career. Um, but I can I can completely understand what you're saying about maybe throwing um young young Will in there instead of um in place of David, but I I think it's just a just um a little bit that he he played the last round and, and Adkins is just gonna try and um I don't know, maybe breed some confidence and some faith in some players, whether even if it is just in this however short this cup run may be um it's 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 hard to argue one way or the other i think really forest uh, sold out their allocation of i think about 3600 and they're now bringing an additional 400 coming to the ground 4000 forest fans is a pretty decent effort from them very real question of whether there'll be more away fans than home fans at the ground yeah that um I that's another. This is another thing that would would not surprise me. It, it would not surprise me if there are more Forest fans that turn up on the weekend um, than Tigers fans, and it will just be another sad indictment of the state of affairs at our club. Uh, and then I guess finally, um, score prediction. What what are you expecting out of this game? Do you think we'll sort of uh it's interesting sometimes clubs can have completely different form in different competitions um whether we can actually get a decent win in the cup and perhaps breed a bit of confidence into our league form yeah look i i if if we win it's going to be tight because i just can't at the moment you just can't see i just don't see where goals are coming from um but i um I want I want us to win. I want to say that we'll win, but it's just it's been the form like across the club 
Like, it's just been so poor lately. Yeah. Um, I just I just can't actually see it this weekend. Um, so I think it'll be a reasonably comfortable uh, 3-0 to Forest. Yeah, they looked pretty comfortable the last time we played. I think um, their Everton loanee got getting a hat-trick in the game um, last time they came to the KCOM earlier in the season. Uh, I think it was 3-2 in the end in that one. So... Uh, Bit of a, a bit more of an entertaining fair when we had uh, Slutsky as manager, but who knows what uh, what Adkins will manage to pull out? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I yeah I, I can't look past a a Forest win in that one as well. Um, games coming quick and fast at the moment as well with Leeds on Tuesday night and uh, some some good timing from Leeds in releasing their brand new spiffy little badge this morning. <laughs> Um, which has already drawn comparisons to, you know, Gastric Medicine and Pro Eva 2002 uh, and, and all sorts of, uh, of uh, interesting comparisons in that sense. Um, interestingly, though, on a, on, a, on a slightly more serious note, it was quite interesting to see that the main reason for them changing their badge was, to quote, um, the old badge didn't tell people who we were, which I think might ring true for a lot of city supporters in terms of how they view our current badge um so at least credit to Leeds on on the thinking in that sense uh and also credit to them in terms of uh interviewing or surveying quite a number of supporters to come up with it however final result not too good and it does sound as if they are already reconsidering the badge um after so much backlash from social media but uh, we entertained them on the Tuesday night, moved for the FA Cup from this weekend, um, and it's an, it's a lead side who are actually in pretty terrible form, so not as one-sided potentially as, as you would expect looking at where the two teams are in the table. Yeah, um, the, uh, the badge, the badge is, is certainly interesting. Um, I mean, as you say, at least the club when I tried to go about it the right way in uh, in in their rebranding of that, but uh, uh, you know, rather contrasting to the to the way that our club has handled such matters. Um, but yeah, it's yeah results. The the the, the end result was uh, yeah not not the uh, not the most uh, charming charming little badge I don't think. But uh, yeah, in terms of the foot up, upcoming football. Uh, I, yeah, it'll, it's going to be another tough, tough match be, just because how we're going at the moment. Um, I think the best that we can hope, uh, I, best we'll get out of this is a draw, I think, and it'll be a a, a bore, nil all sort of affair. Like I just, I honestly, I just don't see goals at all at the moment, and I know we have players that are capable of scoring them. Like I know, like Bowen. Bowen has was house on fire this year, and he's been a revelation. And Campbell's been good when he's been fit, um, but it's just uh, they've they've completely dried up since Adkins has taken charge. And it's yeah, it's remarkable it's, how much Bowen's sort of regressed under Adkins. It's just something that can't can't be ignored, and I don't know why. Like like how, after seven like how whatever it is, seven winless games in a row now, that, like, sh- after that, surely, at by this point, you've already started trying to make changes to the changes, like, or, like, reverting back to the old system to just at least try and go, well, they've played, like, you know, that for 
most of the year at least they were scoring goals then because my changes haven't worked but well why not just why not just revert back to those sorts of changes hope that we can get a goal or two up at halftime and then revert back to their boring Mm. defensive football and and win the game 2-0 i mean obviously football isn't as simple as that and players can't just change their mentality at the flick of a switch but you know surely there's a better alternative than what we're experiencing at the moment there's got to be i just perhaps it uh just requires a mind greater than adkins to pull it to to implement the the, the required uh changes or mm, something well, i don't know i suspect at this rate we will be seeing a different mind trying to get us promoted out of league one next season um so i guess we'll see how things progress from there um goals are quite common in Mil- uh, in Leeds games at the moment, I should say. Millwall beating them 4-3 last time out. So, uh, as I touched on before, not a great run of form for them. Also getting knocked out in the cup by Newport. So, um, really, there for the taking. If we if we did dare to actually go on the front foot and try and attack them, they, uh, they have quite a few players missing through suspension and injury as well. So, uh, a very threadbare Leeds squad potentially uh, playing against us on the Tuesday. So, um, look, if, if I put on my rose-tinted glasses or my amber and black-tinted glasses and I really sort of try and look for a few reasons why we can win this game, there are some. Uh, and, of course, it being a Yorkshire derby, we'll always sort of hopefully get the blood pumping a little bit in the supporters and the players. Um, so I suppose, from my point of view, optimistically thinking about it, I could potentially see a 1-0 or a 2-1 sort of win. Um, look, at this stage, I think I'd probably even take a 1-1 draw just to see a goal scored. <laughs> yeah, if, I mean, if we score a goal, I'd probably be happy whatever happens because <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, been the, it's been a bit light at that end of the field lately. Absolutely. Do you have a, uh, a score prediction for this one? Uh, well, I guess yeah, I'm going to stick... Yeah, I, I suggested a nil-all and I'll, I'll stick with that. Okay, well... Hopefully we can uh, we can see a goal, at least out of the two games that we have coming up. Um, but until next time, thanks for coming on, Dan. No worries. Thanks for everyone listening in. Um, hopefully we can progress in the Cup, get three points against Leeds, and this time next week, all will be forgiven. A few signings coming in as well wouldn't, uh, wouldn't hurt things either. But thanks everyone for listening in, and we'll catch you next time. Come on, City! You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black.